brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Welcome to Promptly Potter, where each episode we flex our critical analysis muscles and break down a question about the Harry Potter novels. This is episode 21, and today's prompt comes from chapter 4 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, titled At Flourish and Blots. Hi friends, my name is Richa, and I will be your host for this episode. Today's prompt focuses on the intricacies of wizarding transportation technology. It is, does flu powder rely purely on verbal cues, or is there more at play, like with apparition or portkeys? So in this chapter, Harry has been staying at the burrow with the Weasleys and having the time of his life. When their Hogwarts letters arrive, it's time to go to Diagon Alley to pick up their school supplies, and we're introduced to a new method of magical transportation, flu powder, which seems pretty straightforward. All you have to do is take a handful of flu powder, throw it into the fireplace, step into the flames, speak the name of your destination, close your eyes, and make sure you get out at the right grate. And also make sure you don't fidget too much. And also make sure to keep your elbows tucked in. And also make sure to keep your eyes shut and not to breathe in too much soot. But also don't panic and get out too early. Wait until you see your destination. And if you wear glasses, maybe you should keep them tucked safely in your pocket so that they don't break if you accidentally fall out. Trying to keep all of this information in his head, and also trying not to lose his breakfast, poor Harry quickly gets turned around, quite literally, and ends up lost in a strange, foreboding place. As he often does. I mean, it's lucky that he does wind up in Borgen at Burke's. It's precisely the right location at precisely the right time to witness the Malfoys trying to sell some mysterious, shady, dark artifacts to Borgen. But how did he end up there in the first place? The movies like to poke fun at this moment and show that after Mrs. Weasley tells him to speak very clearly, instead of saying Diagon Alley, Harry ends up saying diagonally and ends up going, well, diagonally. But in the book, it gives him a little more credit. It's not entirely his fault. He steps into the flames, opens his mouth, and immediately swallows a mouthful of hot ash. 
It's all he can do to cough out the words Diagon Alley before being whisked away. So my best guess at what exactly happened here is that because Harry didn't speak clearly and firmly, the flu powder took him somewhere in the vicinity of Diagon Alley, but couldn't get him to the precise location he was hoping for. It's like the flu powder, if we can assign it agency, stopped him right at the Borgen and Burke's fireplace and spat him out and said, this is as far as I can take you, you're on your own from here. I think there has to be more to using flu powder than just saying the right words, giving it the right verbal cues. I think of it kind of like casting a spell. There has to be a certain confidence, a certain intention, a certain visualization of what you're trying to make happen as you're saying those words. It's like when they were casting Wingardium Leviosa in Charms all the way back last year. It's not enough to just swish and flick and say Wingardium Leviosa, you have to concentrate in order to make it happen. And poor Harry, breathing in all the soot from the fire, wasn't concentrating hard enough on his destination for the flu powder to take him where he needed to go. Comparing it to apparition, as we'll learn later in the series, there are the three D's of apparition, right? Destination, determination, deliberation. Apparition requires that you visualize the precise destination you want to end up at and move deliberately towards it with determination or something like that. Otherwise, you run the risk of leaving whole entire body parts behind, which seems pretty dangerous. I think flu powder is somewhat similar to that in that you have to know and say exactly where you want to go and you have to be confident about it. Otherwise, it can only deposit you somewhere in the general vicinity of that place. Port keys, in contrast, don't really leave any of the details up to you. They're keyed into a very specific place, and they'll take you there at an exact time, and if you're not there holding on to the port key at that exact time, then it's leaving without you. But it seems like with flu powder, like Mrs. Weasley says to Harry, it's possible to get out at any fireplace along the way, or as Ron says, it's possible to fall out at the wrong fireplace. And when Harry's in the flames trying to visualize his destination, he sees all these different fireplaces flashing by him. So it seems like if he wanted to, he could probably step forward or something and fall out into a completely random sitting room, shocking the occupants, I expect. But if you're clear about your intentions and you're confident about your destination and you don't jump the gun trying to get out early or hesitate... It seems like, mostly, you will end up in the place where you want it to be, and probably just be a little dizzy and nauseated in the aftermath. Come to think of it, every single mode of wizarding transportation seems like it has a few nasty side effects, or at the most is really dangerous. How is it possible that wizards haven't come up with any less physically taxing ways of getting from place to place? I mean, apparition comes with the danger of splinching, which sounds awful. Flu powder comes with nausea and dizziness and definitely wouldn't be good for someone with asthma like me, like breathing in all that ash. You can fall off of a broom or a flying carpet or a thestral. You can't even see thestrals most of the time. Port keys also come with a side of nausea. The night bus is dangerous. I'm kind of starting to see the logic in Arthur Weasley's flying car. And after reading about flu powder in this chapter, the flying car that we'll encounter in the next few chapters seems like the most comfortable way to travel that we've encountered so far. But of course, all of that is just my opinion. 
Tell us what you think about today's prompt over on MuggleNet.com's social media channels, and make sure to use the hashtag PromptlyPotter to join in on the conversation. Promptly Potter is produced by Marissa Osman, edited by Patrick Muselek, and is brought to you by MuggleNet.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.